just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. It's debate night here. We have the three candidates for on the Democratic primary for sheriff for Bristol County Sheriff. Uh, that's uh, Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, former Somerset Police Chief George McNeil, and Attorney Nick Bernier. We've got calls on the line. We've got messages on the app chat, and we will get to them all. I just ask you to be a, a little patient here, but we're going to go to our first call, and you can call in and ask the candidates questions if you want at 508-996-0500. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. You're live with the candidates for Bristol County Sheriff. Hi, how are you? Good. I have a question for George McNeil on how, what makes him think he should be elected Bristol County Sheriff when he was terminated and fired from the town of Somerset as a police oh. chief? I know he's going to say he retired, but last July the Board of Selectmen voted unanimously to not renew his contract and cut it short. So therefore, he was terminated. He's not being truthful to the people of Bristol County that his contract was terminated, causing him to go into retirement. So essentially, he was fired as police chief. And why should he go on? And second, why should the people of Somerset trust him who he, when he has used and abused his powers as police chief against people who didn't support him as police chief and also to retaliate against candidates who ran against his girlfriend for the Somerset School Committee. Okay, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Some serious charges there, Chief McNeil. You've got uh, two minutes to respond. Well, first of all, I wasn't fired, and it wasn't July of last year. It was May 5th of last year. They chose not to renew my contract. The unanimous vote was two people because uh, a third person resigned. So there was only two people on the Board of Selectmen. One was a brand-new selectman that was only there nine days, and I never met with either one of those two people that chose not to renew my contract. So I was not terminated. They chose not to renew my contract, and because they made an error in reading the contract, they had to pay me uh, and pay me out of my contract. Uh, my history uh, as police chief was excellent. Um, the, 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 the former um, town administrator, Richard Brown, uh, gave an exemplary um, recommendation um, that is in my file. My file is, in personnel file, is clean. I was never reprimanded for anything, uh, so I don't know how that, uh, that's lying or deceiving anyone. I'm proud. I stand on my record. I'm proud of my record as a police chief. I'm proud of my record as a police officer for 37 years, uh, and I still and, and I still work for the Mass Police Accreditation Commission as a facilitator. So I go around to police departments in southeastern Massachusetts that wish to be accredited, and they uh, and I oversee the accreditation. So I don't think the Mass Police Accreditation Commission would uh, would hire me as a facilitator if if that was the case. So. Those are false allegations, and I, I, I believe I know who this person is and that uh, not very nice things to say about me, but not, they're not true. Okay. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Good evening. Thanks for holding your live with the candidates on South Coast tonight. Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? I had a quick question. Uh, do you support the repeal of the illegal Im immigrant driver's license bill? How do you feel about it? What's your stance? 
Thanks for the call, caller. Appreciate it. All right, so we'll start with Mayor Haru. You've got two minutes to answer the question. Yeah, the legislature voted on that, and they um, basically voted it into law. And, you know, if I've talked with my police chief about this. And by the way, George, my police chief thinks you're a good guy. Thanks. Um, so... I, I've talked with my police chief about this, and you know, and you know, he, he's not a conservative police chief by any means, but his attitude, and I support this, is that if the police officers are going to pull somebody over, they want, you know, my police chief wants to know who he's pulling over, you know, and who his officers and who my officers are pulling over, and so having that positive identification is a good thing, and then also from the point of view, if somebody is has a driver's license, the, the way you get a driver's license is that you have to take a test you have to know the rules of the road so that's a affirmation that you have to you know like you you, you know what you're doing on the road so that's a uh, you know another point you know so um that you know it, it, I, i'm there's a, there's a whole other campaign going on right now you know for uh you know to repeal the driver's license and i'm running in my own campaign for sheriff and um you know it, it's really not in the purview of the office of sheriff now i give you you know the two reasons that you know right now i support you know folks having a everybody on the road having a driver's license um you know but you know, I'd, I'd love to hear what the arguments are against it i don't know if it would change my mind um you know but th this you know it, th this is a hot button issue you know the immigration issue is a hot button issue it's designed to elicit emotion and to really divide people it's a very divisive issue um you know but like i said my, my police chief who is who's not a um liberal you know police chief by any means you know he's you know he's you know, he wants his officers and I want my officers to know who they're pulling over. And I want to make sure people on the road actually know what the uh, rules of the road are. Chief McNeil. Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, Paul on that issue. Um, uh, the officers want to know who they're they're They want to be able to identify people that are driving. Uh, the re part of the reason why the legislature did this as well is that the uh, there's a lot of people that need to get to work. They need to drive their children to school um, and they need a license. So uh, that's that's a main reason why the legislature chose to do this uh but also you know now they have to have they have to ensure their car now they have to register it properly whereas before because they didn't have a license they wouldn't uh they wouldn't insure or register a car properly so um and again identification is a, is a great idea so the officer knows who they're they're, they're stopping and inciting if they if that's the case okay attorney bernier um, just echoing my two colleagues. Um, again, I'd, I'd also focus on the insurance and registration issue that the chief brought up. Um, when I was a prosecutor, we used to see a lot of unregistered, uninsured motor vehicles. It's always better when someone registers and insures their car. If they were not insured, we would not let them drive home from court unless they got insurance right there. Um, that increases your insurance rate. So really, I think by giving and allowing uh, any immigrant illegal illegal uh, the ability to get a driver's license, A, you're, you're making the road safer because the police officers can properly ID the person. Uh, you're giving an incentive to properly register and insure the vehicle, which lowers all of our insurance premiums. And frankly, at the end of the day, it's just the right thing to do. Um, so yeah. that's it. They're going to be driving. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be driving one way or the other. Exactly. It's just yep. roads. I, I agree. I, I, I agree with you guys. So uh, phone lines are full, so we're going to get through these calls. You can also message on the app chat, too, if you can't get through on the phone. But we're going to get through these calls. Good evening. Thanks for holding. You're live. Good evening. Uh, one of the candidates mentioned... You know, they don't believe that the current sheriff should be down at the border. That's not his job. I want to know what each of the candidates believes about um, 
you know, how their job, if they become the sheriff, would be affected in reality, how their job will be affected by the fact that we have millions more undocumented people in the country now than we did just a few years ago. And, you know, how it would affect their job, you know. Okay, we get it. Th thanks for the, I got I to gotta get through these calls. We got the question. Um, so how would the immigration crisis that we're currently facing affect your job as sheriff? Uh, we're, we've got a lot of calls here, so I'm going to hold you guys to a minute on this answer. Uh, we'll start with uh, Attorney Bernier. Um, I, I don't think it'll affect it much. Uh, I do believe in federalism. I think the federal government has a role to enforce its jurisdiction. I think uh, states have their role to ensure, you know, enforce our jurisdiction. If someone breaks the law and they're convicted of the crime, they belong in jail whether they're here legally or illegally. Um, I think that's the role of the sheriff. I don't see any special powers. I'm not a constitutional sheriff. I don't think either of my colleagues are. I don't believe uh, we have any divine right to go out and <clears throat> search for illegal immigrants. I think our job is the custody control of prisoners, uh, of inmates, and to try for rehabilitation if it's possible. Okay, Chief McNeil. Yeah, the same uh, that Nick just said. Um, our job is not uh, to, to, to guard borders or do federal, any sort of federal law enforcement. Our job is to, to run the care and custody of people uh, in, uh, in, that are, uh, are in our jails. Um, I don't think really it has much of an effect um, and I don't think we should be sending people to border to a border wall either, uh, because we're running jails, we're not running state prisons. People aren't spending multiple years there, uh, that which makes no sense to me. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think it, it really will uh, harshly affect uh, uh, either one of the jails in Bristol County. Okay, phone lines are full. Be patient. We're going to get to you. Let's get through these calls. Oh wait, sorry, Mayor Haru. Sorry, yeah, the, that's wrong. The uh, job of the uh, a sheriff in Massachusetts is to run a jail system, and the sheriff doesn't get to decide who comes to the jail or for how long they're staying at the jail. So, if somebody is breaking the law, our job is to hold them, care, custody, control, and rehabilitation. That's the job. The sheriff can use the bully pulpit to advocate for uh, immigration reform. You know and you know, a sheriff can and should do that. But the sheriff doesn't actually have the statutory authority to actually do anything about immigration. So when the current sheriff goes down to, you know, the border, he puts on the cowboy hat and, you know, it, it's just, it, it's really showmanship than workship. You know, I mean, it's, he's, I mean, if you want to go ahead and advocate, that's fine. But other than running your mouth and, you know, trying to get people all worked up about the issue in one direction or the other, I'm not, you know, judging the direction on that. This, the, the, a sheriff in Massachusetts doesn't really have um, the statutory authority to do anything about uh, immigration issues. That's a federal government issue. Leave it to the federal government. The role of a Bristol County sheriff or Massachusetts sheriff is to run a jail, care, custody, control, and rehabilitation. That's the job. Okay, we're going to get through these calls. Please be patient. Uh, good evening. Thanks for holding your live with the candidates. Yes, uh, good evening, uh, everyone. I have a question uh, for Attorney Bernier, please. Sure. Yeah, and my question is, uh, uh, I noted that he mentioned that he one of his earlier and greatest supporters was John Saunders. And I was just wondering about that because I had always thought that and known John Saunders to be uh, uh, regular donor and supporter of Sheriff Hodgson probably for the past 10 or 15 years. Mm. And I was did serve on the council together, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, no, I, so I would thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, so I'll clarify one uh, minute, uh, not an endorsement. Um, 
which John doesn't do that. I would say uh, I think it was the most people most helpful to your campaign was the question, um, and we were helpful. Uh, it was a mutual uh, respect thing. I've known John for a number of years. I backed his candidacy when he ran for county commission the first time, um, and uh, we both needed to get a thousand signatures, so we met up, split up some papers, and supported one another. And I, I do not think I would be on the ballot today if not for John's help, and I sure hope I helped him as well. So he didn't support you, but he helped you get on the ballot? Yeah, well, he went around and got yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, 508-996-0500, we've got one line open. Call in. You're li- uh, good Good evening. Thanks for holding your live with the candidates. Hello? Sorry, call back. Good evening. You're live with the candidates. Hi. Um, despite, you know, everything that's being said here tonight by these three guys, the sheriff is a very popular elected official. I don't think he'd be in his role as long as he has been um, if he weren't doing things right. So can each one of the candidates um, publicly state what they think the sheriff has actually done right over the past 25 years? Okay, we're going to start with Chief McNeil, and you've got one minute for this uh, for this question. The question is, what, he's, was he, what has he done right? Yeah, what has he done right, um, if anything? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something. Um, I, I really can't think of much uh, <laughs> at this time that he's done right. I, I can tell you a lot of things he's done wrong. Uh, even as a police chief, I I watched what he did and I I, I disagreed with it. Uh, even his relationship with the the chiefs in the in the county was was poor at best. Um, so I I haven't seen a lot of good stuff. And when I was in Norfolk County, the majority of my career, so I really didn't observe him then because Mike Bellotti was a sheriff then, and I knew. Uh, Mike Sheriff Bellotti very well, and he was a great guy. He was a great sheriff. Okay, uh, Mayor Haru. Yeah, Hodgson is a fantastic politician. He really is. He um, he's very he's silver tongued. He knows how to present. Um, you know he's uh, you know he's got a gift with that. He really does. Um, <clears throat> I disagree with him on a lot of the policies that he has. A lot of the way he uh, you know runs the jail. I'd I'd run a more modern jail than he does, but. Um, you know, he does a lot with the office to reach out to the community. Uh, you know, that's a lot of that has to do with politicking, though. Has It doesn't really have much to do with actually running a jail. Uh, so on the one hand, you could say, yes, he reaches out, you know, does a lot of community engagement. On the other hand, that could be watering down his attention on the actual jail. Um, as far as him being popular, I mean, he hasn't had an opponent in, in uh, 12 years. And he got, I think it was about 51% 12 years ago. So... You know, he, he didn't have an opponent six years ago. It doesn't mean he's, you know, popular. I mean, the polling shows that he's in trouble. Time. Okay, uh, Nick uh, Bernier, same question. Um, so uh, when I decided to run, I think it was September or October, it was at Senator Roddick's event. Uh, I went up to him and I shook his hand and I told him, you know, nothing against you. I like Tom personally. If you ever met him, he is a great politician. He's also a nice person to, to talk with at an event. Um, I would say, obviously, I disagree with almost with many, many of his policies since I was 18. Um, but I would say there are a couple programs I like. Um, I do like the senior citizen program he has. So if you have an elder, uh, elderly member of your family with dementia, uh, they can be fitted with a, branklet, a bracelet to track them in case they wander astray. Um, and I also really like the work program. The work program, um, when I used it, I believe was run by uh, City Council Naomi Carney. Um, she's a New Bedford City Councilor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used it to uh, refurbish the uh, old Cokie Road Club, and we uh, basically redid the entire event center. And I met some of the inmates. They're about to be released. A lot of them had skills, made mistakes using OUI4 or something like that. And it was their way of getting out of the jail. 
uh, getting some fresh air and getting some uh, free food. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. You're live with the candidates. Hi, gentlemen. Hope you're well. Everybody's great. Thank you. Everybody's being so nice to each other. How could they not be great? It sounds like it. That's really great. I want to commend all of you for running such positive campaigns. I think it's it's important, especially today. Um, I had a simple question. I, I also had a comment. I know that first call that called into ambush Chief McNeil, um, I recognized his voice. I think he's from Florida. He's a repeat offender on a lot of people's radio shows. So just pay no attention to that. Okay. Do you have a question? <laughs> uh, my question is, I just was wondering if each of the candidates could come up with two strengths that each of them think are outstanding strengths that they have and two weaknesses that each of them think that they have. Okay, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. So a minute and a half for this one, and we'll start with Mayor Haru. So uh, in terms of two strengths, um, you know, one of the questions I asked um, my uh, my colleagues here was, "What would you do on day one?" And you know, the uh, what my answer, if you guys had asked me that, is I would have a you know upper staff meeting and establish standards. And the two standards, which would I say my two strengths is number one, you have to be honest with each other, and you have to listen. You know, because we're useless to each other if we're not honest with each other. We're completely useless if we're not. So that's a strength. I always try and be honest with folks and, you know, always have to listen. Listen goes in both directions. You have to... Um, you know, listen to what people say, you know, because there's institutional knowledge around you in, in all, you know, all walks of life. But then you also, you, if you're in a management position, you also have to make sure that people are also listening to you. So I would say the two things that I would start with as, at the jail, establishing those standards, you have, we have to be honest with each other and you have to listen. As far as weaknesses go, um, I have a very poor work-life balance. I, I don't have much fun. I'm not really much of a fun person to be around because all I do is work. It's either campaigning or I'm running the office of mayor. And so I, I, that's, you know, a weakness I have as well. Um, you know, is, you know, that, that's, I'd say that's probably the biggest weakness. Um, I, I guess another weakness in, in all candor is, you know, if, when sometimes people ask me questions on my Facebook page, I will, um, I always try and evaluate the question whether or not it's a gotcha. And I try to respond if it's not a gotcha, but every now and then, somebody will throw something out there i'll respond and then you get kind of wrapped up in it and i'm trying to just explain stuff and it, it comes off wrong sometimes so that can be a challenge Time. too okay uh chief mcneil same question uh well i think uh, one of my strongest points is that i am very transparent um as chief i wrote a newsletter weekly for uh six years uh, probably wrote almost 300 i published about 300 of them on uh, a, a platform called nextdoor.com um to try to tell uh the, the community what the the um Police department was doing. Talked about events in the in the town. Uh, I, I would talk a little bit about some of the um, some of the action in, in the log. Uh, talk about. I, I wouldn't mention names, but we talk about arrests that might have been made during the week. But I did that for a while. It was about fifteen hundred words each time I did it, uh, and it was a, a way to be transparent with the public. So transparency one. I, I think I'm a good manager too. I think I'm good at uh, directing people uh, in in making good choices as a manager. Um, Weaknesses. I think I tend to be a perfectionist, and I expect everybody around me to be that way as well, which doesn't work out very well because people aren't, uh, well, can't do things the way you'd want it, want them done a lot of times. So you end up doing things yourself, um, which which is unfair to people. And I, like Paul said, I, I'm I'm a kind of a workaholic too. Um, I don't go on vacation much. Um, if it wasn't for my Harley Davidson motorcycle. My dogs in my my weightlifting at the gym. I think that's about all I 
but the only fun I really have. So I guess those are a couple of weaknesses. Okay, Attorney Bernie, your same question. Um, I'd say a relatively high energy, if you meet me, especially in court or around, um, usually bouncing around. Um, uh, another one, I, I'd say another strength would be uh, building consensus. I like to hear from you, even people that disagree with me. Uh, I think that's how you build a stronger argument um, in anything you're doing or, and make better, wiser, better decisions. Uh, weaknesses, I'm going to go, I guess, work-life balance. I think we're all here pretty late. Um, if we had better work-life balance, we would have had the uh, debate much earlier today. So... <laughs> Well, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my. I can't change my schedule. <laughs> um, and I guess another it was two weaknesses, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Another weakness uh, I would be I, if elected, I would probably be the shortest sheriff in New England. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a good one. Very, uh, very introspective. So, all right, I'm going to go to the phones, and then we're going to take a break. Good evening. You're live with the candidates. Uh, hello. Uh, I just want to you know, nominate someone from the Democratic primary that can beat Hodgson. So I guess just very briefly, like, can you explain each of you, like, why you think you are better prepared and have what it takes versus, you know, maybe I, I know you guys are being nice to each other tonight, but in comparison to the other candidates, like what? What makes you think you can do it when Hodgson's been in office for 25 years? Okay, thanks for the call. We're gonna do we're gonna do one minute on that. We're gonna start with Mayor Haru. Um, I've won eight out of eight campaigns. I know how to campaign and take on somebody who has you know quite a big machine. Um, you know I've I, you know I, when I win I usually win big too. Uh, this is a different race. Um, you know I'm a strong campaigner. I've knocked on about nine thousand doors right now. You know, fundraising hard, seven hundred plus donations. Um, you know. And that's all necessary to beat Hodgson because he has quite a big campaign machine and it's going to come out for him. Um, additionally, I have uh, experience working in corrections. I worked in the Philadelphia jail system, mass prison system. Um, and that's what the job of a sheriff is, is to run a county jail. And I also have management experience. You know, I'm, you know, the mayor of uh, city of Attleboro. I've got, you know, 500 employees under me with a budget of uh, $165 million. Um, you know, I've, I bring a complete package of campaigning experience, corrections experience um of uh you know management experience and i've also you know been elected okay chief mcneil well <clears throat> i haven't been elected before um because i'm not a politician uh however my my institutional knowledge uh my law enforcement background um brings a lot to the table uh i believe that a, a recent poll, poll done in 2020 asked uh, what would you want your next sheriff to be and 55 percent said they wanted to have a law enforcement background so uh, I think my law enforcement background, the, the, my, my, the fact I, I taught corrections at, at, the, uh, at Bridgewater State, um, and in my knowledge of the culture and how police culture and correctional, uh, correctional officer culture, deputy, deputy uh, sheriff's cultures, th that has a lot to do with it. And that is important to have that, that knowledge of uh, how people think that work there. Uh, and I have that knowledge because I've worked in the field for 37 years. Attorney Bernier? I'm familiar with that poll. I believe it was February 2021. It was commissioned by the group that uh, endorsed Paul, um, and it actually said legal or law enforcement experience. So I think all three of us are, are doing pretty well on that. Um, but as far as my own qualifications, I believe uh, I'm not going to be tagged with the career politician label. Um, but at the same time, I do have political experiences. I believe I'm the only person that's run a campaign in 47 cities and towns, not only for myself, but for other people. Um, 
frankly, I was better as a manager, maybe. But uh, I didn't do bad as a candidate either, losing by less than one voter community. So I do think I believe I bring both. I do. I'm coming from the outside where I can tag, uh, you know, Sheriff Hodgson as a career politician, 25 years in office, and I don't know how many years on the city council before that. Um, at the same time, I, I've run campaigns before. Uh, I know what I'm doing, um, and I know how to win in multiple communities at one time. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be taking your calls at 508-996-0500. I know I've got some messages on the app chat, and we'll be getting to those as well. Uh, you can call in and ask the candidates uh, questions directly if you like. This is the Democratic primary debate for Bristol County Sheriff here on South Coast Tonight. We've got messages on the WBSM app chat for our candidates for uh, Bristol County Sheriff in the Democratic primary. Mayor Paul Haru, former Somerset Police Chief George, George McNeil, and Attorney Nick Bernier. We're taking your calls at 508-996-0500 if you want to call in. I did get a message. Uh, you know, Some questions were questions that were asked by callers, but I did get a message that was similar, but I'm going to phrase it in a different way that I think presents a different question. So Serge from Attleboro, who seems to favor his his mayor uh, Paul Haru is saying basically that Tom Hodgson has a serious political machine. He has uh, you know over three hundred thousand dollars in uh, in campaign funds. He's been elected for twenty five years. He's got a background in and uh, he's you know he's a city councilor. So as he said, he's a skilled politician. What do you think your path to victory is if you're to face uh, Sheriff Hodgson in the fall? What voters are you going to appeal to in that election? That's a two minute question. We're going to start with Mayor Haru. Um, so if I win the primary, um, my strategy actually changes a little bit, but I'm actually not going to say. Uh, I'm not going to disclose what my campaign strategy is on live air so that my opponents can know what that is to only undermine it. So I'm actually, you know, I think any candidate would be crazy to publicly disclose what their campaign strategy is. Um, not going to answer that. Sorry. Okay. Chief McNeil? Uh, well, I think reaching a, reaching, having, uh, making that connection with people. Uh, that are unsure uh, and that uh, definitely don't like the sheriff. Uh, you have to make that connection. There's a, and you know, from what I've seen and what I, the people I've talked to, there's a lot of them out there. You just have to make the connection with those people, the unenrolled, the Dems, some Republicans have gone over to Democrats. I, I, people have told me they switched uh, so they could vote against it, so they could vote in the primary. Um, so making that connection with people, and without getting too in depth with it, like Paul said, you know, you don't give away strategies, but you have to make the connection with the unenrolled Democrats that are, might be on the fence. Okay, Attorney Bernier. Uh, you can call me crazy, but um, I spoke with Tom a couple of times. I've been at a number of events with him over the past several months. Um, and I told him, uh, I'm not going to attack him personally. I think um, we have to elevate the campaign in November. Um, I believe we have to run on policy. I believe our policies are just better. I believe we are not safer now than we were 25 years ago. Um, and I told Tom that. And I told Tom, you know, I'm running. I want to run straight up. I'm not going to attack anything personal. I think it's how you run the jail. You can run on your record, and I'm going to run on something different. And I think that's the approach we should take. I think we should take a bit more of a moderate approach where we should take the politics out of this. We shouldn't go straight crazy left. I believe he's gone too far to the right. I believe it's just running a jail. We're running a jail, and we want the best for our county in the end. And uh, if we can just focus on that and take all the you know, political name calling out of it. Um, that's my plan uh, if if I make it through the primary and into the general. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Thanks for holding. You're live. 
Hi, I actually have a question for uh, Chief O'Neill. Chief McNeil? Chief, yes, McNeil. Sorry. I, um, I, so it, yeah, I'm live, okay? I yes. just want to ask him a question. So I was listening in a little bit earlier, and one of the things that he stated was that um, as he was talking to townspeople and going out there, that one of the things of, that he noted was that there was a, um, a lack of, I don't want to say trust, but it, not his exact words, but that there was a lack of confidence in the community amongst the police departments of the towns. So one of the things that I would ask, like to ask him is, how does he intend on making that better? Myself, am a Somerset resident who, um, you know, what had been living in Somerset and was obviously still living in Somerset when Chief uh, McNeil actually served and there was an incident with my daughter which i don't think he properly addressed as a leader so i i would like to know what he's going to do to make that better to make the community feel like there's a safety between officers the community so that there we can rebuild a trust of a community okay thanks my okay thanks for the call i appreciate it thank you we're going to keep it tight here so a minute to respond to that uh, that question. Well, we talked about transparency and, and just uh, being disclosing everything. I, I I think we I think the question was talking more about the lack of trust in the sh in the sheriff's office than it was in the police departments. Um, I, I tried to build trust as the chief with the newsletter I put out each week and with the events we did and the pop team I started and and all the other things that, that in BJ Voss 5K all all the things that were initiated when I was there was building public trust. So. I think that the same thing runs. If you're going to be the sheriff, you have to build public trust, and uh, and and you do that by being transparent. Okay, go back to the phones. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My my question is to the chief and to Attorney Bernier. I guess uh, I have to ask, how are you actually going to change a machine that is broken without actually having knowledge of the inside workings of a correctional facility? And also, how do you plan to be able to beat an entrenched Hodgson political machine without actually having any real political experience? I'm asking as a 20-year um, person who's worked in corrections for over 20 years in, in county corrections, and I want to know how they could do a better job than Mr. Mayor Hero. Okay, so there, um, so, uh, I mean, basically, you know, that's, that's a question of your experience, right? So um, I'm going to give you each a minute to answer that question. Uh, great. Um, so my background um, as a prosecutor, I think, prepares me. I think uh, Mayor Hero's experience, I believe, was, uh, at least in Massachusetts, was in corrections. I know he had jail experience in, uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, I've actually been to these jails. Um, I've seen the revolving door. I've worked with the sheriff's department. I've met with correctional officers. Um, and it's also about building a team. Uh, again, I've never claimed to be the smartest person in the room. I think it's looking at the staff you have there, reaching out, maybe taking some staff from other counties, uh, and really building a positive team. I think I've done that. I've studied the Vivitrol program and its effects on uh, Barnstable, in Barnstable County. Uh, Vivitrol is uh, an inhibitor for opioids. Um, I've looked at the Sheriff's Department in Plymouth County. Uh, I've spoken to a number of district attorneys and sheriffs and um, people under them that run specific programs. Um, I think it's about building a team. Um, I don't think, you know, because you uh, had, you know, worked a few years in a, one facility that overly qualifies you. Okay, time. Chief McNeil? Well, uh, uh, this 
but the president called said he was a 20 veteran of working inside a, 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 a as a ceo um i've made a lot of connections with people that work uh, in bristol county now that are ceos uh, i've also talked to a lot that have moved on and become police officers in area towns and cities uh i've made good connections with them so i know a lot about what goes on inside that jail uh, both ash street and dartmouth uh, I think my management ability and my ability to uh, run a police department and, 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 and know how the things work uh, can, transcends into the sheriff's department. Uh, I don't think there's a, a, a much a big difference other than the size. So uh, I think I can do that uh, as far as directing and planning and organizing uh, the staff uh, to make the machine run better. Uh, and we have to just uh, follow the right path uh, to beat Hudson. Okay, so Attorney Bernier made a generalized comment about your experience. So, Mayor Hur, you've got a minute to talk about your experience and why you think it's going to help in this uh, in this election and running the jail. Yeah, so the job of the sheriff is mainly to run a county jail. I am the candidate who has experience working in a jail and working in a prison. I have, can, I have corrections experience. I also have uh, management experience being a mayor. Um, in my third and final term as mayor, I was uh, elected with 54%, re-elected with 67 and then 66%. And actually, I've been on the ballot more times than Hodgson has uh, in a competitive race. You know, So I've had eight out of eight races that were competitive where I had other opponents that I've won. And so that, you know, having that experience, actually, you know, being the person in the ring um, matters, you know, a lot in a race like this. But I've, I've worked in jail. I've worked in prison. I've managed a $165 million budget budget as the city of Attleboro. I've got 20 different uh, departments under me with 500 employees, and I've gone into an organization where the uh, previous incumbent in Attleboro was there for 14 years, and so I've taken over an organization where, you know, the, it was one person for a long time. Time. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good evening, gentlemen. My question is, in a day and age where inflation is high and money can be tight, how much of an early indicator of community support do you place on receiving donations? And do you feel that that war chest will be a differentiator for you when going up against Sheriff Hodgson? Okay, I'll give you a minute. We'll start with Chief McNeil. Well, um, you know, I understand what his question is uh, about people not being able to donate because of inflation, because of a lot of people don't have as much money as they had, and the dollar's not worth what it used to be worth. Uh, we brought this up early when uh, the mayor talked about campaign f funding. Uh, and again, uh, I, I'm so, I'm so, a lot of it's self-funding, so um, I'm not only concerned with that at this time uh, because I think once we win the primary, we can we can go from there, and I think more more funding will come in from uh, from people once they see that you're up against the sheriff one one on one. Okay, Attorney Bernier. Right. I, I think, again, it's what you're focusing on. Uh, I think it's building email lists. Obviously, I, I know Paul has a advantage of being a mayor and a state rep and having um, success with a viral uh, news story once. Um, so, uh, you know, and I congratulate him on that. Um, I also think I've been able to fundraise quite significantly inside the county. Um, and um, it's also what you're focusing on at uh, time. Um, I'm able to a little bit self-fund, not as much as George here, but uh, I've been able to throw some money in as well. And uh, I do believe, uh, like George, that uh, one of the primaries is going to be doing a lot of fundraising uh, because uh, I, uh, the state wants him out, and I believe there's a lot of money in the state to fund whomever makes it to the primary. Not, you know. Okay. Uh, Mayor Haru. 
So as we talked about earlier, I mean, it, you know, I've had uh, 700 donations come in to me. Most of it is from Bristol County, but Hodgson is pretty much hated throughout the country um, because of his time on <laughs> you know Newsmax and Fox News. And so, you know, I've gotten some of the donations there. But, you know, the it, to, to win a campaign, you have to be able to raise money. And I actually disagree with my, uh, my colleagues here. You know, I don't know if the money is going to come flowing in after the primary because it's already flow. I don't think people are really paying much attention to the race of sheriff, um, you know, because the money is flowing into the lieutenant governor's race, the attorney general race. It's not really flowing into this one. Um, you know, but if we're going to put forward the strongest candidate uh, to beat Hodgson, you have to be able to compete with him. Um, you know, I, I, George, you're a great guy and everything, but you got $900 in your campaign account right now. 6000 um, I just said. Oh, 6000 for you self-funded. <laughs> but as I told you at the break, though, you know, people are not investing in your campaign, so you need to have that. And the people are investing in mine. That's why I think I'm the strongest candidate to go forward against Hodgson. Okay. Uh, one, more uh, one more call before we go to the break. Good evening. Thanks for holding your live. Hi. Hey. I don't live in uh, Bristol County, but I do have a comment to make, and I'd like to hear the comments of the uh, candidates. I have been... Uh, very disappointed about the difference between demonstrations and personal harassment against the sheriff. And I'd like to know what the candidates think about that particular issue. Okay, thank you very much. I mean, people have protested outside of the, the uh, House of Correction. Dartmouth people have protested outside of Sheriff Hodgson's home on Thanksgiving. What are your thoughts on that? We'll start with Mayor Haru. So I think uh, protesting outside the jail is fair game. Protesting at um, intersections is fair game. But, uh, you know, it, it la I, I completely disagree with protesting outside somebody's home. And I'm probably going to just invite protesters outside my home because I said that. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, I completely disagree. I don't think that is... Uh, Appropriate. We can go ahead and have the uh, personal, I'm sorry, the uh, professional differences, the policy differences. But when somebody goes home, we should respect that there's that that they're at home. You know, how do we? Know, you know, so you got people. I'm just making this up. You have people outside protesting, and how do you know that there's not a kid inside crying, scared about the protesters? That's the person's home, and that you know it really should be off limits. You know, I, I don't support protesting at somebody's home, but protesting, um, you know, at, at uh, you know at Ash Street jail or whatever jail or you know corners i mean the, the, that's our first amendment right to peacefully protest okay uh chief mcneil uh, I, I agree with the mayor 100 percent on that um they shouldn't be protesting out, out in front of someone's home particularly on a holiday but not, not at all i wouldn't want that in front of my home um as far as protesting outside the jail um that's fair game that that that's been done in the past that's something that is a, is, a, is a right, so I don't think that's any or, or uh, in a, any public way. Um, so that's all uh, legitimate um, as long as you're not inciting a riot or creating some sort of a disturbance where things are getting looted or or something like that's going on. Um, it's all fair game, but I, I don't I don't agree with protesting outside personal homes. That's I disagree with that completely. Attorney Bernier, uh, I agree with both my colleagues. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, I mean. Tom is a nice person if you meet him out in public. Uh, his wife is wonderful, Joanne. Um, they're, they're nice people. Um, but even if I didn't like the person, I still don't think you should be able to, you know, I, I don't believe it's appropriate to protest right outside their house because at that point it is harassment. And again, what if there's a small child in there? You just don't know. Okay, we're going to take a break and we will be back. This is uh, the debate for Bristol County Sheriff Democratic primary on South Coast tonight.
1420 WB. Message on the app chat. We're taking calls. We're with the uh, candidates for De- uh, Bristol County Sheriff in the Democratic primary. Uh, Mayor Paul Haru, Attorney Nick Bernier, former Somerset Police Chief George McNeil. So I have a question for you guys um, now. I kind of want to lighten it up a bit because it's been uh, it's been a long couple of hours. So um, where are you guys going to be on primary day, September 6th? I guess it's going to be first part. Yeah, okay, sure. Sorry, it uh, <laughs> was my fault. Yeah, um, where am I going to be in primary day? Um, certainly Massachusetts and certainly Bristol County. <laughs> um, probably have a roof over my head. I, you know, yeah, I'm going to probably be with the folks from BCCJ. Okay. So, yeah, after this, I'll just go to sleep probably pretty early. You know, it's like... I'm not really a big party person, you know. I just don't really spend a lot of time on, you know, uh, like party events or anything. I know for campaigns, they usually keep them really quiet, really small, you know. Okay, Chief McNeil, you're talking about after where, where, yeah, where are you going to wait for the oh, results? Just uh, probably my house and have my my campaign staff over there and for, you know, it's friends and family. Attorney Bernier. Uh, it's actually up for debate right now. Um, I have three different people wanting three different locations, so they are debating amongst themselves. And I think we're leaning towards Gridiron, either Somerset or Swansea. Um, and or possibly the Eagle and Fall River. Sounds fun. I'll be here. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 1420. Primary debate for Bristol County Sheriff. Remember, the primary is on September 6th. You can vote for Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, former Somerset Police Chief George McNeil, or Attorney Nick Bernier. Uh, before I let you go, guys, uh, and I appreciate you guys coming in. I thought you all were, uh, I thought you all did an excellent job, um, you know, taking co- questions from the callers, taking questions from each other, and taking questions from me. Before I let you go, Sheriff Hodgson has committed to doing a general election debate here on South Coast tonight. Will you get, will whomever emerges victorious in the primary? September 6th, do the same. We'll start with Mayor Haru. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to that. You know, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Chief McNeil. Yeah, I, well, I anticipated that would be the case, of course. <laughs> okay. And Attorney Nick Bernier. Absolutely. Can we get some cameras in here, though? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll work on getting some cameras in here, guys. Thanks so much for co- uh, coming in. Thanks for so much for calling in, everybody, uh, and messaging on the app chat. I hope you continue to listen to South Coast tonight. We're going to have all the candidates for statewide office. We've had them all on for statewide office, and we have our podcast available too on the WBSM app and anywhere where podcasts are offered. So check it out. Thank you so much, guys, for for tuning in and calling in. I will see you guys tomorrow.